We are here. It is time for another movie mastery in theaters now edition. I'm John. Over there is Jeff. We're the hosts. We talk about movies. It happens. It's happening right now. Yep, I'm excited to do it. I'm ready to talk about so many movies. I forgot to close the door, so our cat's in here. Yeah, well, that's fine, because the cat's fine. Yeah, she's okay. She's a good cat. She's probably going to meow, so if you hear a cat, then, you know. Just know. Just know it's not one of us. And it's not a bad cat. Don't Know that it isn't a terrible cat that's meowing. It's a good cat. It's a good podcat. Yeah, she's the podcat, and uh, unfortunately, the podcat was primarily interested in meowing directly into our old silver microphone. <laughs> That thing terrified her. She doesn't care about these these uh, little dynamic ones we use these days. Nope. So she's probably just going to sit on my foot. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so how you doing? Oh, I'm good. We uh, we went and saw the fate of the furious is the thing that won the poll this uh, month. Oh, barely good. beating out the Smurfs. Yeah, I'm. You know, it really came down to the battle of celebrities that play D and D. Yeah. In this one, because Joe Manganiello is another famous D and D fella, and he's uh oh man, Joe Manganiello, D and D fellow. That should be his like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that should be his title on <laughs> things. He's gonna put that at the top of his resume. Dear Joe Manganiello, <laughs> have I got a pitch for you? CC Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> uh, so, so we went and saw Fate of the Furious. Now, I have not seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. Jeff, have you seen any of them? I have not. I have seen no Fast and Furious movies. Uh, but my understanding of them is now fairly complete based entirely on viewing Fate of the Furious. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm as well up to speed on every single Fast and the Furious movie as anyone who's actually seen any of them. I mean, no spoilers, but this movie really felt like it was the culmination of the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Like, they... They brought in or referenced basically every single other movie? More or less. I don't think there were all that many references to Tokyo Drift. Well, no. That's the one everyone wants to forget. Is it? Is that supposed to be the bad one? Or, yeah. Oh, wait. Right. We have un- understanding and full knowledge of all the films now based on watching this one. Oh, yeah. And given that Tokyo Drift is the third one, and there's a curse on the third movies. Yeah, no. The, the, the Tokyo Drift, everyone's like... That's the bad one because it's not the 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 diesels. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no diesels in it, and that really ruins the whole experience. Yeah, if you ain't got that Walker diesel, then uh, <laughs> you you ain't got no movie. That's true. And folks, also just speaking here about Fate of the Furious, no spoilers, uh, no spoilers at all. But but Snape kills Dumbledore, and Rosebud was a sled. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. That's not how we do things. Also, no spoilers on any of the cars. That's true. The cars were all spoiler free. <laughs> yeah. Man, they didn't I, want to ruin anything for you. You know, going outside of actual spoiler jokes, the fact that everyone in this movie drives around in a car that's uniquely suited to their individual personality is amazing. This is just like Power Rangers cars. No, the the big thing about the Fast and Furious is at this point it's basically become a superhero movie mm-hmm. that uses cars instead of like suits of power armor or anything like that and even then like the people in the movie have superpowers like the The rock rock is is basically just the hulk yeah he just has super strength like he's not just the rock strong in this in this movie no he's not he's not your regular strong guy strong yeah no he just has superman strength he's he's the incredible hulk he really is yeah no he'll 
Like at one point he rips a concrete bench out of a wall that it is attached to and begins lifting it. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, sure, man, whatever. There's also a point where he punches a giant dent into like some body armor or like this big suit of vehicle armor. Oh, yeah. The side of a tank or something. And he's just like, I'm angry about something. Punch. Yeah. At one point, he's basically boxing a brick wall. Mm -hmm. Like he's just sitting there punching the wall for exercise. I'm like, sure, man. That's what this movie is. This movie is just like if you made an entire like low level superhero film, like everyone was at about Black Widow, Hawkeye or slightly above level. So it's basically kick ass, Uh, except people are a little bit better. Okay, so it's a little better than Kick-Ass, is what we're saying about this movie. That's John's official hot take on Fate of the Furious, a little better than Kick-Ass. Yeah, a little more powerful, if you will. A little more a little more emotionally powerful, raves John of System Mastery. <laughs> yeah, the emotional depth of the Fate of the Furious really gets to you. There were definitely moments in this film where I was just agape. I teared up. So without spoilers, let's run through the cast real quick here. Let's talk about which fates or which well, Furiosos are in this one. Well, that might be a spoiler because there's a lot of well, okay, spoiler let's, people in let's this. Let's cover the core ones then because the movie does open on a bunch. So the returning cast includes Vin Diesel, yep. Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, so it's Vin Diesel as Dom Toretto. Oh, Dominic Toretto. We also have uh, Michelle Rodriguez returning as Letty. Yep. Uh, and then Tyrese Gibson and... Uh, Chris Ludicrous Bridges are returning. Luda. Uh, I want to say Tredg or Tej. Tej. Tej is Luda. Yeah, and, and I don't. It was they gave him a name and they kept saying it to make fun of him. It was Tyrese Gibson because he's he's like Norman or something. Roman. Roman. That yeah, was close. I just hey, said yeah, you, you just yeah, fuck that up just slightly, just a little bit. Roman was he's kind of the comic relief, I guess. The okay, I'm gonna get into this when we actually get past the uh, the spoiler free stuff. But there's some some issues I've got with the cast, but we'll we'll go on. Yeah. Also, Natalie Emmanuel returns uh, as uh, the hacker lady, yeah, who's like who. The fact that you don't know her name is actually a joke in the film, so don't worry about us not knowing her name. Yeah, it's uh, Ramsey, but we don't know the last name. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and then not returning to the film include such people as Gal Gadot, Jordana Brewster, and for some reason Paul Walker doesn't doesn't even. Make <laughs> doesn't even make a guest shot i, I figure that seems kind of rude for them to not invite him man too soon oh, rest in peace i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> rest in power paul walker <laughs> so okay and then of course because we've talked about him for five minutes because he's clearly the luminary at the center of the film and the only thing we're going to care about the rock is in this movie oh of course he is dwayne the rock John. you know what i'm gonna have to get rid of that cat I, i'm sorry <laughs> Folks, I, I apologize. I'm going to stand up now. I'm going to go kill the cat. I'll be right back. Oh, don't kill the cat. I just kill this cat? I mean, there is one more way to skin a cat. Okay. All right. Good. Good. We've done it. We've done it, folks. The cat's gone. Cat's dead, and I'm back on the mic. Everything's <laughs> fine now. Uh, I'm just kidding. She just really, really, really wants to go outside, and she's an inside cat, so <laughs> she's gonna. she was going to meow at us for the entire time if I didn't. So Did the... Uh... <laughs> had to kill her. Had to, had to snap her tiny neck. Stop. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's worse because it's my cat, not yours. I know. <laughs> That's what's making this so bad. <laughs> That's what's so crazy about I, I, this. I never kill her. She's my favorite cat. <laughs> but I had to. I had to kill her. But I had to do it. I had to do it. I'm sorry. Had to use one of those cow killing bolt guns. <laughs> had, to, had to just cattle prod her into submission. And I, used, then... I used a cattle prod to trigger my bolt gun, which shot at a balloon full of hydrogen. <laughs> 
And then she she uh, <laughs> and then she just got scared and died. <laughs> scared and died. My <laughs> cat was a horse, folks. <laughs> it turns out, cat was a horse the whole time. Twilight Zone, everyone. Big meowing horse. <laughs> Ooh, it's a twist. Uh anyway, the movie has a lot of action. Just a just a lot. Just a never-ending cavalcade of action and looking at expensive cars and people being, I guess, super casually rich. Yeah, the I would say this. If you are a fan of the series, like if you are already someone who's like, dude, I love Fast and the Furious series, mm-hmm. you're going to go see that. I'm amazed you haven't yet if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you have not, go see it. You're going to love it. It is basically the entirety of everything that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. You you presumably like Vin Diesel smugging his way through films like like he's the modern incarnation of Chuck Norris. <laughs> And and so you're going to enjoy this dramatically. Yeah. So if you're a fan, I definitely recommend go see it in the theaters. If you are like us and have never seen it, you can probably just keep on skipping them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't you don't need to. This isn't I mean, if you weren't into the Fast and the Furious series to begin with. This isn't going to change your mind. This isn't like, <laughs> oh, this is the one. I'm sure there's some movie that will, because I know that, I, I mean, not that I've seen it, but I understand that The Fast and the Furious, the first one, is kind of just a, you know, modern day Romeo and Juliet street racing movie. It doesn't the, really have a lot of superhero action in it. The arc of the Fast and the Furious series is basically the same arc that is taking place in the Saints Row video games. Yes. And that it started out sort of very... Like, street level, very serious, not a lot of craziness going on until the point where at the very end of the series, they're blowing up the planet and everything's aliens. Like, I, if the next Fast and the Furious movie isn't Aliens Attack and Vin Diesel needs to stop them with the power of sassy driving, then I'll be amazed. Or at least time travel. Come on. Yeah, let's get a time travel one of these Fast and the Furious movies in. I'd Give him a DeLorean, let him do it. We'll call it Fast and the Furious, a, a Stitch in Time Saves Nine, and it'll be about time travel, and it'll have the number in the thing. There you go. We're all set. All right, so that I think that's enough for this. We'll be back after this music with more Fast Furious Fate. Okay, and we have returned. It is time for spoilers. So many spoilers. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'm not really sure which ones are spoilers and which are things that that you know everyone who's been watching these series should know already. But I kind of want to start right from the beginning in this one because because Dominic Toretto's first line is almost identical to Vin Diesel's first line in Triple X, uh, whatever the the third one was called. Yeah, Triple X. Return of the Rise. Return of Xander Cage. The Rise of Taj. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the State of the Union. It was Triple X, State of the the Address to the Union, The Rise of Taj. <laughs> no, because th- this movie opens with him uh, and Michelle Rodriguez's character, Letty, having been married, uh, and now they are at... In Havana on a honeymoon. Yeah, they're on a honeymoon in Havana, and they're at a car show, and it is just models as far as the eye can see. Oh, man, this movie just opens with a lot of Cuban butt. 
Yeah, there's that a lot is, of that is what it is. There's a lot of booty shorts. It feels like they did that so they could get it out of the way. They're <laughs> like, here you go. Here's a lot of butts. There's a lot of butts anyway. in this. It's kind of like how Bond always has to have the one butt scene or whatever, you know. <laughs> so in this movie, they were just like, well, we got to do the butts and boobs, so we'll put them in the first five minutes of the film. So he's wandering around Cuba with Letty at a car show, and there is not a single person there that looks like an actual Cuban, unless Cuba is an entire island of car of people who star in Carl's Jr. commercials. <laughs> Yeah, everyone there is like, I'm in, like, a loose tank top and booty shorts. Everyone. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, every single person. And it's just a lot of shots of boobs and butts. And it's also Vin Diesel looking in some guy's car engine, pointing out that the engine is from a boat. He's like, oh, my God, that thing's from a boat. Yeah, and then he goes, yeah, man, that's your Cuban spirit. Don't you ever lose that because that's vital and important and Cuban. You Cubans have an amazing spirit. Yeah, I mean, it was like if he was the worst American politician trying to make nice with Cubans, like, Cubans have an amazing spirit. They will use anything to power their cars. Yeah. Good job, Cubans. Again, it's it's just unearned kind of mad respect from this guy. It was the same thing in the uh, the Triple X movie because he, like, talks to that little kid or something, and he's like, the people here on this island are super important, and the world is very big, but but your heart fits in it. Yeah, and so he gets one line of Spanish. Yeah, yeah. In that movie, he does. In this one, he says all of his lines in English. No, he has one line of Spanish. Oh, does he again? Okay, well, good to know. That's that's great that he has one line of of stilted Spanish again. And and I remember it just because it was that like, yo, take care of zone es mundo, and you're like, (laughs) oh god, just uses the same line. I love this idea that all of Vin Diesel's franchises eventually become the same movie about the same greasy meat monster. Dude, I mean, his other movies, you can kind of separate them, but Xander Cage and Dominic Toretto may as well be the exact same person. Well, I feel like you could also throw that to uh, what's-his-face from the the space ones, the what do you call it, the pitch black going into the crawl riddick of course his name is riddick because the the movies are called riddick (laughs) but i feel because riddick does the same thing like the first one he's like a creepy murderer who ends up kind of saving the day at the end but you know he's still kind of creepy all the way through it and then by the second one he's a big damn hero yeah but the thing is the two of that like especially xander cage and dominic toretto are these characters that are like what are you uh, I'm all about and some weird extreme fringe thing yeah whether it's racing or sports yeah and I'm a superhero based on that alone. Yes, and I am basically a giant 10-year-old in terms of my morality and the way I interact with people near me. Yes. Uh, So he has the same thing going in this movie where he's just like, yeah, I'm a big, tough, muscle dude, and also your heart is big enough to contain the world, brother. He's just just recreating old Hulk Hogan movies. Yeah, and Um, so the, the main beginning conflict we get before we get into the main plot is his cousin like owes his car to some guy who basically is just like a loan shark that then takes cars and sells them apparently yeah. and so he's like oh i'll i'll race you for that car and, and it doesn't matter what the car is it's who the driver is and so he has to drive his cousin's piece of shit car well notably because he has an amazing car in havana that's dominic toretto has some sort of super powered muscle car uh, that he keeps in Havana, I guess, which, why? Did he buy that when he got there? Was there one of these previous movies where it was established that everyone in this franchise is a millionaire? I mean, at least I would. I, I have to assume that, again, the first one was sort of before Vin Diesel became 
huge. Like, that was one of the movies that really launched Vin Diesel was The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I was just thinking about how there's other Vin Diesel movies from back in the day where it'd be neat to see those grow into these stupid franchises. Yeah, but back then, it would be like, oh, what is this? I have one car. Yeah. The whole thing is that I work on this car and I spend a bunch of money and I'm a mechanic and I know how to, like, get the most out of whatever I'm doing. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. But now it's become the same thing like with Triple X where it's just, what do you have? Unlimited money, and I can do anything I want, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, they have to get that out of the way so that they can keep going to exotic locations and look at butts there. Yeah. I Because that's this movie's the same thing. He just keeps going all over the world whenever he wants with whatever resources he feels like, and so does everyone he knows. Yeah, no one is like, oh, man, I, I, can't, I can't go do this adventure. I, I'm broke, man. Like, I'm barely getting a Carl's Jr. here, like... My burger money is all out. Yeah, like there's a scene where The Rock has to call Vin Diesel and say, hey man, I need a favor, can you meet me in Berlin? And The Rock's like, yeah, of course, I'll bring my whole team and we'll all get fancy muscle cars when we're there. Yeah, they just show up in Berlin and they're like, oh yeah, we've all got ridiculously expensive nice cars here in Berlin now. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. Anyway, he meets his cousin briefly, and I actually almost kind of like this scene because the, the loan shark's like, what? He owns, he owes me a bunch of money, and he isn't paying me back. And Vin Diesel immediately turns on his cousin. Yeah, he's like, look, deal is a deal. you got to honor your deals. Yeah, and then he gets mad when he finds out that the car guy is going to sell the car in America. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're one of those, huh? And I'm like, one of those what's? What, what's happening? Businessmen? The, the, <laughs> legitimate loan people who, who were collecting on a debt? What's happening? And then, so he has to race, and he can't race in his own Superfly car. He has to race in his cousin's piece of shit. Yeah, which he then, like, supercharges with some crazy Havana nitrous. Yeah, because I guess he's MacGyver, too. He just, he just oh, yeah. he rips a bunch of parts off the car and then just does some very simple things to the engine. He's like, there, now it's a supercar, but it'll get super hot. Yeah, the, I mean, the beginning thing I was like, oh, okay, that's semi-clever, is he starts ripping all, like, extraneous bits off of there so it'll be lighter. Mm-hmm. But then he only does that to, like, the front half of it because the back half still has like all of the little like side bumpers and the the trunk uh is still there and everything else i'm like oh you didn't actually fully strip this down the way you probably should have yeah no he, he's like everything that's not bolted down we're taking off Get and then the seats uh, out i'm gonna give it a super engine real quick here because i got like two minutes yeah and it's it's a two-prong thing he's got like I don't even know what he did, because I know he put the nitrous in there, and he's like, okay. He put in some laughing gas, and then he also made There was something where he's like, if I pull this thing out, then it'll go fast? I don't know. It defrabulated the, the negative ion positron matrix. Oh, yeah. It obviously bounced the tachyons off the deflector shield. Yeah, it just, it just warped. <laughs> he just warped the nitrous around Jupiter and got some kind of boost or something. Oh, yeah. He 100% Star Trek babbled his way through this. <laughs> yeah, it was... It's not a big deal. He still has to drive a car made of rust against this other guy's cool death car. Like, the guy's car is the fastest car in Havana. The, the, yeah, the other guy's car looks like Dracula's car from the Wacky Races. <laughs> so so it's it's a rad car. Yeah, he's, the, he's in the Dracula. Yeah. And, uh, and then the two of them have a fun race where there's motorcycles that race out ahead of them to stop traffic. and Which I thought was very cool. It's all very pretty. The nice thing, I mean, the film has a competent director who does some amazing stuff visually. And the, the Havana race in particular is very kinetic and very uh, prettily filmed with, like, cool race motorcycles that are going around to block traffic and keep everyone safe. It's, See, it's that's, neat. that is the part that I really liked. Cause, yeah. I mean, because I assume the, the, 
Well, no, the <laughs> the previous films, a few of them, and the rest of this film mm-hmm. aren't as grounded as that was. Because the idea that, like, it would be very easy to just have them race and it just happen to be clear or they just dodge around whatever. Yeah. But the fact that they're like, oh, no, we know what we're doing. We're sending out people to stop traffic so that they have a clear lane. We're making sure people don't get hit. I was like, oh, okay, this is actually like somewhat thought out. Yeah. Unlike the rest of this movie. Okay. And we also really briefly got to mention the race call woman, you know, the woman who has to stand between the two cars and wave a flag around. Oh, yeah. You you know this from every single drag race movie. There's some woman who goes into the middle and has like a scarf and has to uh, like drop it down in order for the race to start. Well, in this movie, it's a woman who is wearing the front half only of a skirt. So basically, we are introduced to her entire butt as a character. It's just, it's just her butt. Yeah, she's like, "Racers, you will be racing," and I don't know what the fuck she's saying because all I'm staring is into her butthole. Yeah. Well, she says, "You." She looks at the the bad guy and is like, "You be bold and you be safe." Also, look at my entire butt. Look at it. Gaze long into my abyss. Look, look deeply at the top and inside parts <laughs> of my butt. And all I the only think reason of, you aren't seeing my vagina is careful editing. Yeah. The only, re- the only thing I could think of while I was watching the scene is she has to spend like the whole day in this outfit. It's th- this race wasn't decided on yesterday. Oh, no. This is happening now. They, happened, they were like, oh, there's a race going on right now. Someone find the woman with the most visible butt and get her in the middle. Which, I mean, given what we've seen from the beginning of the film is quite the accomplishment. Yeah. They're like, the most visible butt? Oh, well, God, we this need the most wild. visible butt in this land. <laughs> you, you, take this golden butt slipper <laughs> and go from house to house. Uh, who shall fit in this glass booty? <laughs> I, it, but it's just it's just amusing because all I could think of was she spent the whole day in this this front half of a dress, and now she's got to spend the rest of it that way too. Oh yeah, it's not like she was in jeans and she was like, oh okay, there's a race happening. Let me go change into my butt revealer. No, I mean I I have to assume this is just what she was like. Well, this is what I wear to the car show. This is just my outfit. I just in case a race breaks out, you know. This is what I wear. This is my my normal, (laughs) casual wear. Here I am. So they have a race, and as you can imagine, Vin Diesel pulls some crazy wacko cuckoo stunts, including driving backwards real fast. Yeah, and manages to win by a hair, but let me me just say this. The whole point of this was his cousin was like, man, I I need that car for my, my living. I can't make a living if I don't have my car. Like, it's the slowest car in Havana and it's absolute garbage but I need it and he's like great I'm gonna I'm gonna race I'm gonna I'm gonna get your car man he's not gonna be able to take your car and then he ruins this car not only does he like strip everything off the front but it bursts into flames and explodes and falls in the ocean yeah but even before it falls in the ocean at after the finish line it's still a ruined car already Oh, yeah. Even if he had won and then just parked it, he would have been like, all right, there's your car back. It's a piece of broken, burned out shit. Yeah, there you go. The The entire engine is now melted slag, and most of it is just a burnt husk. But the important thing is I want to race in front of that butt lady. Anyway, you have a good <laughs> But instead, he has to give the kid his car, which why not? Because you have a super expensive car in Cuba, and let's be clear, you're not going back to Cuba. Well, the the thing is, he was like, the, the guy with the supercar was like, all right, man. You won fair and square. You get my car. And my respect. He's like, nah, man. Your respect is all I need. And the cousin's like, 
What the fuck? <laughs> In my country, we also get car. <laughs> like, I, I cannot imagine how pissed off I would be if I was that cousin. I'd be like, not only did you just blow up my car and sink it into the ocean, you didn't even get me that car that's rad. I hate you so much. It's amazing how important this plot point will be to the movie later. Like, this is a, this is a topic of conversation later. Oh, this yeah. This isn't just, like, the first five minutes that they that it gets ignored later, like in Bond movies. This this matters. Oh, yeah, this, this affects things later. Anyway, we've talked about it for 25 minutes, so maybe, maybe we should talk about the rest of the film. Ah, whatever. Fuck we, the rest of the film. This is the only part I really enjoyed. <laughs> no, man, because the very next scene is the rock coaching Little League soccer. Oh, my God. The, the rock and... His all girl soccer team that his daughter is in that beginning scene is so good because I mean, it starts out with that, like the rock giving an inspirational speech that seems like it's going to be going for soldiers and then it's for these little girls. Yeah. Although that was so telegraphed that it was, oh, yeah. it might as well have had him ending every sentence with stop <laughs> the, uh, and then when the team goes out to meet the other team on the field, they do a fucking haka. Was like, the Hawker was adorable. I felt kind of like it was a little mean. Because it was like, all right, these two teams of girls have to line up and shake hands with each other. And his team was like, oh, no, we're going to do an extremely aggressive war dance instead. Which choreographed I mean, awesome. and looked awesome. I, I, I would watch The Rock do a haka in any situation. I, I just wish that they had picked a better time to do it other than when some 10-year-old girls are supposed to be nice to some other 10-year-old girls. And they were like, no, we're going to dance and yell at you. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it even ends with one of the girls on the other team being like, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to play. And it's like, well, you just ruined her fun, Rock. Yeah. Come on, man. No, man. That's someone else's daughter. You need to you need to show some respect for that person. No. The Rock cares only for his family. But no, he leads his, he leads his team through an awesome choreographed haka dance, which if you don't know what that is, it's the Maori war dance that's... Tribal, like, super tribal, cool-looking war dance where they, like, do a, a very aggressive sort of posturing dance and end by sticking their tongues out. It looks all si- cr- kinds of crazy and awesome. Yeah. And The Rock is, like, the right person to see doing one. Yes. So it was it was awesome. And then some random government man shows up and is like, we need you to do a government thing. Hello, I am from government. I am government man. <laughs> all the way from government land. <laughs> Which is, again, funny because it just leads... Although, here's the thing. In this movie, The Rock's some sort of dashing super cop, right? Does he have just unlimited money? Because he's like, all right, kids, when you win this game, I'm taking all of you out for manicures and pedicures at the mall. Yes. To like 20, 10-year-olds. And then when he's, when he's talking to the government man, he's like, look, if they lose, I have to take every one of them individually to a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> like, look, man, I got I to gotta take all these kids out for ice cream. I got to take them to the Tay-Tay concerts. Yeah. And it's like, you do? You have to take people to Tay-Tay? Those are expensive as fuck. What, what are you... What kind of little league coach is this? The what kind of unlimited money. What bougie ass rich neighborhood are we in, where all the girls are expecting Taylor Swift concerts as consolation prizes for being losers? Yep. What part of La Jolla is this? This is <laughs> you just you're just making me hate these kids. I'm like, oh, I hate them. They they don't know how to lose without getting free shit. Uh. So. So there's apparently an EMP bomb in Berlin that they need to go get. Yeah. Now. Uh, meanwhile, in Havana, Vin Diesel is, meets Charlize Theron. Oh yeah, our new villain. The new villain, who is Cipher, not to be confused with the Matrix. No, no, don't confuse uh, Charlize Theron with Joey Pants. Yeah, jo- Joey Pants and Charlize Theron, technically not the same person. I know it's going to come as a total shock to a lot of people, 
But especially because if you think about it, have you ever seen Joey Pants and Charlie's Theron in the same movie at the same time? No. I, probably, but I don't know what movie that is. <laughs> but uh, she then shows Vin Diesel something and is like, ooh, I, I own you now and you've got to work for me. You know, Pant- Pantoliano seems like the sort of guy that would play a shitty rapist that would get killed in Monster, so maybe. <laughs> ah, I can see maybe. that. I can see I can see Joey Pants getting... Getting taken out by Eileen Wuornos. Yeah. So that's... Our, all right, so maybe they hung out once. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But anyway, they're not the same person. Don't get confused. It's, she is the world's greatest super hacker with crazy super computer powers. Oh, my God. Which means we're going to get one of those presentations where a government man has to tell them how dangerous she is, and it's hilarious because of the metaphors they have to use. Yeah. They call her a digital act of God. <laughs> the uh, the best one, though, is... Uh, what's her name? Ramsey, mm-hmm. who is one of the nerds. Mm-hmm. This, which this I was movie's gonna, got a lot of nerds. I was going to mention this. Okay, so Tej, Ludacris's character, mm-hmm. and Ramsey are both sort of computer nerds. And I think I think Tej is slightly more on the like engineering side of nerd, and then Ramsey is more the computer yeah. side of nerd. But then you've got, you know, of course, The Rock, who is your ridiculously super strong guy. You've got Vin Diesel, who is your ultimate badass at driving. Uh, Letty, who is there to be the the grounded. romantic lead yeah she's she's a grab i mean she's still a super driver no everyone's a super driver that's that's that just sort minimum. of comes that is with the, the legion package. that is the legion flight ring oh, of yeah. being in, in in the fast and furious movies <laughs> it does not matter who you are you are an amazing driver if you are one of these characters welcome to the team car bo- car lad you you receive super driving <laughs> yeah and then on my planet everyone is also a good computer man that's why i've chosen the name computer boy <laughs> can i please have a legion drive car uh, and so everyone on the team has something except for Roman and I don't understand why he's there. I assume he he's been there since literally nothing. I assume he's been there since very early in the franchise. Probably Tyrese Gibson. I think he might actually be in the first one. I'm not sure. I haven't seen any of them. No. But, but he doesn't bring anything to the team that no, no one else did. like yes, he is a good driver, but also he is Mostly just there to be the butt of things that go wrong. Yeah, he's there to mug in a very Chris Tucker style, effectively. <laughs> like, anytime they're like, we have to go to a place, he's like, man, I don't want to go to no place. <laughs> yeah. That's it's... just that's what he's there for. <sighs> he's there because they have to drag along someone who doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he's there so that uh, Tej has someone to be in a rivalry with for Ramsey. Yeah. That's, Great. Which you don't even notice till the last five minutes of the movie that there's a rivalry happening. Oh, yeah. At the at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, we both like you. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Huh. Interesting. I thought they were all just good teammates. Huh. Anyway, there's apparently that's what we've decided to do with the, with the black people in this movie is to, to stick them off in a corner and have them fight over the girl. There you go. All right. So they they go to Berlin. They get the EMP. And then, oh, goodness gracious. Vin Diesel turns on everyone. And, yeah, because Cypher has turned him somehow. And uh, he, like, crashes the Rock's car, and the Rock gets uh, captured by the Berlin police. Yeah, he has to go to American jail after he gets caught by the Berlin police. Uh, because because uh, Dom Toretto rams his car off the road and takes the EMP. Yeah, so at that point, everyone's like, oh, no, Dom's gone. Rouge. We should contact Brian and Mia, they say, and worry. And then someone goes, no, don't contact them. 
we promised we would leave them out of these things. So I guess that's establishing that Paul Walker's character is alive in these films and they're just leaving him alone? Yeah. The last film when Paul Walker was still alive for most of it, mm-hmm. they just sort of ended it with him being like, and I'm out. Yeah. Hey, I retire, guys. I'm going to walk uh, off into the sunset. I officially retire, along with Wonder Woman and Jordana Brewster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> also, that Asian guy from the third one. You remember that, guys? Uh, the third was one? Jet, was it Jet Li? I don't know. There was some drivey guy. Some driver. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's a bare minimum. Again, we've established Again, that. a driver. There was, there was uh, who's the martial arts kid from uh, the league? The martial arts kid? It's probably the martial arts kid, right? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's actually Karate Kid. Yes. I think the Legion actually has a Karate Kid in it. Yes. Okay, good. I'm up to speed then. There's also a Stone Boy, uh, Bouncing Boy. Giant Lad. Arms Fall Out Lad. Saturn Boy. Yeah, a Timber Wolf. Uh, That's Jupiter. the only one who doesn't have a Lass or Lad name. Lightning Lass. Yeah. Brainiac 5 boy. No, I think it's <laughs> Brainiac 5 lad boy. Laddington boy. <laughs> boy lad. <laughs> with all the powers of a boy and all the powers of a lad. <laughs> he can metamorph between the two of them. Lad lass boy. Guess what this person can do? You're L- right. <laughs> Lady Lassington. <laughs> Lady Lassie. She knows who fell in a well. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... Cypher has Dom, and he's all upset about it, and the rest of the team has to kind of go into hiding, because now they're wanted by, like, the Top international man. government. Like, yeah. Interpol has them. But who get, who picks them up instead is... Uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell and Scott Eastwood. Yeah, as, as Mr. As nobody and Little Nobody. Little Nobody, which was a pretty cute name. Aww. So I guess Kurt Russell shows up around five or six or something as some sort of super secret agent who calls himself Mr. Nobody. Yeah, he basically takes the same place that uh, Samuel Jackson does in Triple X of just, you have the power of sassy driving. You should work for the government. There's Sometimes there are problems that can only be solved by driving around in a car that has racing tires. So you got to join my team. <laughs> and they're like, I don't think I'm right for your team. Are you a really crazy driver with with unlimited access to supercars? Well, then welcome to the team, son. Yeah. So The Rock goes to jail and meets Jason Statham. Yeah, who's the bad guy from, I think, the fifth one? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm going entirely off of commercials. Yes. Okay. And he is Deckard. Deckard is Deckard Kane, And he has quite a treasure in that Herodric cube. <laughs> yes, it's Deckard Kane. Deckard Kane shows up and then all <laughs> hell breaks loose. Eh? Eh. That's what happens. Diablo shows up and walks the earth once more. <laughs> Folks, this movie, uh, this movie took a weird turn right around <laughs> they here. They start driving east. Yeah. Always east. They always head east and then all of a sudden Dom is a necro. <laughs> He's got the Trangul set. Oh, man. Ludacris turns into a Boazon. It's real weird, guys. It's, you know, it's it's great until once he gets that Bariza and he just starts <laughs> straight up ruining people. for. I played a lot of Diablo 2, John. Uh, a lot of Diablo 2. You, you don't understand. A lot of Diablo 2. I lived in a garage for years because it let me play more Diablo 2. <laughs> I, okay, so... So at this point, we... Uh, God, I don't even remember where we are. Oh, oh he went the, to jail and, and Jason Statham was there and they're super angry at each other because... Well, uh, yeah, the Rock put him away. And also, I think Jason Statham killed a member of their team. Possibly? I'm, I'm like 100% sure of that, that this movie has, this is a gaping plot hole of them all just deciding that they like him, even though during his big bad moment, I think he kills one of them. I don't know that he does. 
Well, folks, tell us, because I don't know. I have no idea, but they're both angry, and they keep talking about how they're going to kick each other's ass. Yeah. It this is... is the scene where he rips a fucking uh, concrete bench that is attached to the wall off the wall and begins just lifting it for, like, curls. Yeah, and they're both in, they're in two giant glass cells that conveniently face each other. Yes. So they can have some conversational fun times. And there's a prison break that happens during this, which is awesome. It's probably the other really great scene. I, we, we did skip Scott Eastwood threatening. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he threatens The Rocks. He's like, oh, well, who's going to take care of your daughter? And then The Rock just breaks his cuffs and slams him sideways against a wall. It's amazing because it's the first shot of, of The Rock in this movie just being like dumb strong where he's just like oh these handcuffs are a convenience i'm wearing for basically the appreciation of the guards yeah it's pretty much like putting superman in handcuffs you're just doing it for show yeah you're just like all right man this is a show of respect you're showing us the police by not just snapping these immediately yeah and that's the prison break scene is amazing because it really is a superhero sequence of uh the rock chasing after statham yeah and statham being like I'm, like, fucking super kung fu. I, like, climb up on chain link fences, and I'm flying over people and doing crazy acrobat stuff. It's like, uh, you ever you ever read the Green Arrow Supermax? Uh, I know about it. So, it was just like that, with, with uh, Jason Statham as Green Arrow, and The Rock is, like, Killer Croc or something, just after him. Oh, yeah. That's and what The Rock is. is just going through, and instead of being, like, Jason Statham is, like, diving under people and flipping over them and doing crazy stunts. And The Rock is just like, I'm going to punch three guys at once and make them fly 20 feet. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. Statham occasionally has to get in a little one-on-one to get where he's going. He'll flip some people or punch a dude or something, but he's just on the move. Meanwhile, The Rock is just running along behind him like a boulder chasing Indiana Jones. Oh, my God. He gets shot with rubber bullets, but a rubber bullet hits him, and he just looks down, and he's like, what, rubber bullets? What are you doing? He keeps getting shot and does not care. They just rage him up a little more. Again, The Rock, I would watch him do anything for any reason. Oh, God, it's, I love him so much. He's so great. And it's it's such a shame that, he, that this movie stars Vin Diesel, technically. Right? Because you just want to watch L- The Rock forever. Yeah, his character in this, wonderful. And it really is just, I have a low level in vulnerability. I'm basically like a DC standard meta. I've got some super strength. Mm-hmm. Some decent invulnerability, and that's what I got. Yeah, and, he can't and quite, then sassy driving. Yeah, he can't quite fly, but he's got the rest of it. He's basically, if we're picking a DC character, he's Blockbuster. Yeah. Because Blockbuster, ha- I mean, granted, that's a very minor character that you don't know. I'm sorry. Sorry, everyone. He's, he's a little boy who drinks some serum and becomes a big, mean bully. <laughs> that's that's who he is. Oh, man, that's my fic. <laughs> From when I was a kid. The little boy who drinks some serum and becomes a big, mean bully. Yeah, that By David show Sedaris. <laughs> uh excellent by david foster wallace (laughs) sure i'll take that too (laughs) Uh, so so they both managed to get out of the prison at the same time and oh the whole prison break was set up by nobody because he wants both of them on his team to find dom yep and then we get to go have the scene where everyone gets to discuss how dangerous cypher is so that the movie makes sense yeah and they're like yeah she can hack if it has a computer she can hack it she can hack anything with beepity boopity noises. I thought Cypher was an organization, not just a single person. But then it turns out that she <laughs> basically is. Yeah, she she's a de facto organization. She has a whole team of people. Until the very, very end of the movie, all of the hacking is done by other people. And she just stands around telling them what to hack. Yeah. 
It's like, oh, we can't get a shot of this. Well, find a traffic cam. Also, can we talk for a second about her hair in this movie? She's got white girl dreads. She's got long-ass white girl dreads. Like, real, like, like small of the back long white girl dreads. Yep. It is, um... She looks like she is on her way to Burning Man. Yep, yep. It is not an amazing look. No, it is. It is not the best for Charlize Theron, a very pretty woman with the worst hair possible. <laughs> it looks like they tried to, it looks like she was auditioning to play Crystal in a movie like the the, the Inhuman. Huh? And they're like, "Here, put these things in your hair so that we can CGI them into Prehensile later." And she's like, "Oh, huh. I look stupid." Oh, but they're that like, would oh, be yeah. Medusa, not Crystal. Oh, I'm sorry. That was oh, you're how right. How dare you? I, I'm the mess worst. Up the Inhumans. I'm sorry. I forgot about her her full name I believe is Medusalith Boltagon. <laughs> Boltagon. Oh, Blackagar Boltagon. I love that every Inhuman does that. <laughs> like, uh, you, you know that Lockjaw's actual name is like Lockjaw Kiss Dogifer. <laughs> also, Karnak's real name is the Great Karnak. <laughs> the Great Yalon Karnaxulus. <laughs> uh, guys, we are doing real deep comic book cuts on this yeah, one. Yeah, it's nothing but the Legion of Superheroes and the Inhumans today. <laughs> Fucking blockbuster. blockbuster. Yeah. Jesus God. We are, we are not doing the mainstream on this Again, one. folks, I don't read comic books. I just know a lot about them for some reason. Oh, good Lord. Okay. I, that's not true anymore. I've started reading Squirrel Girl. I love it. So, apparently, in a previous film, they made a program called God's Eye, which can just find anyone anywhere. Yeah, they have a program made by Ramsey that can find anyone anywhere. And... The government has it, this whatever this agency that Mr. Nobody works for. Uh-huh. And then Vin Diesel and Cypher show up because the only way to get God's Eye is to break into the facility and take it from the hard drive. It's in it's the mainframe. The, yeah, they use the term mainframe, which is hilarious because mainframe is one of these words that has become part of the computer hacker lingo of movies, where it just means, like, the base. Yeah. And that's not what a mainframe... Main, no one's got a mainframe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's like where you store tape decks it's, it's just it's just one of those movie movie words that's become essential yes it's one of those things where every time someone's hacking something they're like oh no they've managed to break the firewall on the mainframe <laughs> okay great sure why don't they just say server bank or they managed to get into the cloud <laughs> oh god they're in the cloud <laughs> who's hacked us kit cloud kicker kit cloud kicker ed dracula they're working together <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> References are off the hook this time. Yeah, click, Kit Cloud Kicker, by the way. Hey, Kit Cloud Kicker, great reference. Great reference. Good job getting into that uh, that tailspin action. <laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, you're welcome. So it turns out that uh, Cypher has managed to break God's Eye by, by spamming it with a lot of Vin Diesels all over the world. Yep, and so when they finally get it to work, they're like, oh, we'll work backwards from where the signal's coming from, and Delete the false ones and yeah, we'll, techno babble. We'll, we'll refrabulate the constribulator. Yeah, we're going to frog blast the trench gone. <laughs> we're going to frog blast the vent core. So they they then finally narrow it down and they're like, oh, he's here. Oh, but that's this building. Explosion. Yeah, and then little Roombas full of concussion grenades come on into the room and start shooting concussion grenades everywhere. Yeah. And then Dom comes in and they steal the thing. And then he briefly has to make out with Cypher. Like, Cypher comes over and just starts making out with him, and he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> I was like, man, come on, Charlize. <laughs> I mean, he looks real good for 49. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. V Vin Diesel can get it if he wants it. <laughs> if if Vin Diesel wants it, Vin Diesel can get it. Yeah, that's that's true. But still, it's not a pretty sight. No. You got white girl dreads macking on this blubber monster, and it's... <laughs> 
I'm like, not saying he looks fat. I'm just saying he has the thick, ropey skin of a whale. All, all I'm saying is it looks like Charlie's Theron stuck her tongue in a blowhole. That's yeah. all I'm saying. It looks like she's making out with the top part of a dolphin. Yeah. The big muscular dolphin. <laughs> a giant muscular dolphin. With a crucifix on. It, and it, it's like she's making out with one of those super buff kangaroos that you see. It's exactly like <laughs> it's that. It's like she's making out with Ice Cube's appearance in Tank Girl. Or is that Ice-T? That was Ice-T, wasn't it? Uh, it was Ice Cube. No, that was Ice-T. It was Ice-T. Ice-T was a kangaroo monster in Tank Girl. <laughs> sure. Sure. That's what it was. Why not? Probably. It was some ice. It wasn't vanilla ice. It was some kind of cube tea. It was cube tea. That's correct. <laughs> So they escape with the god's eye. Oh, no. Now the main characters don't have that. Yeah. So now the villain has both an EMP bomb and the god's eye program, which... And, and a big old flying fortress jet with a lot of computers on it. Yeah, and they a, basically have the plane from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And an evil vampire man who's like her, her henchman. He's not really a vampire. He just looks like the sort of person that plays like... The second banana vampire in Blade movies. He 100% just looks like the bad Viking in any sort of fantasy movie. It's like, what's going on? Oh, this is the crazy Viking guy. Yeah, this is the one who's going to turn on us halfway through the movie. Yeah. So he's there. He's already a bad guy in this one. You don't have to wait for him to turn. No. And at this point, we get to find out what it is that Cypher has on Dom. And it's... Uh, one of his old girlfriends, El Ellie. Elena. El Elena or something like that. I don't know. And but she's in other movies. That's all we get to know about it. We need to know about her. Yeah, before Michelle Rodriguez came back to life. Yeah, she's the bad guy in the fifth or the sixth one or something. Something like that. And and uh, for a while there, they thought she was dead. And in that time period, uh, Vin Diesel took up with another lady. Yeah, Elena. And, and she, here she is. And she has a baby, and it's his. It's yeah. your baby. What well, he looks exactly like him too. It's it's all fleshy and hairless. Yeah, it's just and, a, a chubby, bald sack of flesh. Yeah, it's a chubby, hairless, fleshy little sack with a that doesn't seem to be able to close its mouth. Yeah, it's it uh, just yeah, keeps it's, making weird noises. It's, it's just it's <laughs> totally it's a baby Vin Diesel. You can tell right away. Right away. Unfortunately, every baby is a baby Vin Diesel, <laughs> but this one in particular. Particularly because it, it has a star tattoo on its nipple. <laughs> it's got a little star tattoo on its nipple, and it keeps trying to talk to people in their native cultures as if he's super <laughs> proud of them for being native. He's, he's all like, goo goo gaga, you keep being African, you African. I have mad love. Uh, so, so now we know why he is being controlled. And uh, now they're going to use the God's Eye to find a Russian Secretary of Defense. With a nuclear football. And they're going to steal the codes from him in what may be one of the dumbest scenes I've ever seen in a film. It, this is an amazing... Th this is the one that all the other movie reviewers are making fun of. Because for a scene that should be amazing, and it has one amazing shot in it, uh, it's boring. And it's that uh, all of a sudden, uh, what's Cypher decides to take over every car in New York. Like... Every car in New York is apparently now a self-driving car. Yeah, they all have a computer system in them that is apparently hackable and turned into self-drive mode. Like, we're talking thousands of cars. Yeah, 2,000 of them, because they're like, oh, how many are in this radius? And they're like, uh, 1,800. Really? He's like, good, hack every single one of them. Hack them all. Hack all the Gibsons. How many of these inter internet should I simultaneously hack, boss? All of them! <laughs> So they take over all these cars, and it turns into... And she even says, release the zombies or something. Yeah. But that's what it is. It's a fast zombie sequence. Yeah, it's just fast cars going around with no drivers, and they're all chasing down this guy. Here's the thing that, that this scene will drive you nuts is, is 
There's like 700 random, just generic cars chasing them, and when they turn corners, they'll slam into each other. It really looks like that. That scene in particular, where, where like 800 driverless cars have to turn a corner to chase a limo, is a very cool-looking fast zombie shot. Uh-huh. All these cars sort of smashing into each other, and a few of them are making it around the turn. But the problem is, she took over like 2,000 cars. But apparently none of the 50,000 cars that our main characters and Russians and so on drive in this movie are equally hackable. No. I kept expecting that to be the thing where like all like Tyrese, Gibson, and Luda, Luda and all these guys show up in cars and one of their cars immediately gets taken over. And they're like, oh, damn it. Also, all of the cars happen to be behind this motorcade that they're going after. It's not like... Oh, we've got like 500 in front and another 700 behind him, and we're just going to smash into the two of them? Yeah, they're all behind him, and then a whole bunch of them are in parking buildings, which then turn into a rain of robocars. Yep, the rain of the (laughs) robocars by Michael Bay. (laughs) I'd see the rain of the robocars if it wasn't by Michael Bay. I'd see like a, I'd read an Arthur C. Clarke's reign of the robocars. And I feel like I would, I would I would see Disney's reign of the robocars. I feel like that's just the alternate title for Maximum Overdrive anyway. Ugh. Stephen King does not remember making this film. (laughs) (laughs) So they trap him and Vin Diesel comes out and manages to get the football. Yeah, he has a superhero or supervillain outfit for this scene alone. Yes, he does. Yeah, this is why this is a superhero film. Yeah, because there's a scene where Vin Diesel shows up in what I want to say is basically modern Sportsmaster's mask. Yeah, he shows up. Again, because I'm doing all deep cuts today. Yeah, he shows up looking like Sportsmaster with a riot shield. Yeah, he's Sportsmaster with a riot shield and a super saw. (laughs) <laughs> and then he saws his way into this Russian car's gas tank, shows them a road flare, and they give him the nuclear football. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah, there's a whole scene where he's like blocking bullets, and he's got a he's got a crazy again. He has modern sportsmaster's mask. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I can take these bullets. I don't give a fuck. I'm sportsmaster. I mean, I'm Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, come on, DC. Vin Diesel is sportsmaster. Make it happen. That is actually a really good idea. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm Next not kidding. Suicide Squad. Yeah. You do Suicide Squad two. Vin Diesel as sportsmaster. Would be spot on perfect, one hundred percent accurate. Do yeah, let's do let's, it. Let's get that happening. It's it's a crime that he is only Groot. <laughs> he deserves a real superhero role and that or supervillain role, and that role is Sportsmaster. God, this fucking podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I've got obscure comic shit on the brain today. I don't know, man. We've both just been doing weird deep cuts. <laughs> That's all it is. So okay, they but they, he gets the nuclear football. So now. If we're keeping score, Cypher has access to Dominic Toretto, which is the world's ultimate driving weapon. Yeah, because the his entire team comes after him, and he just wrecks all of them. Yeah, they all shoot him with with cables. Which like their cars shoot his car with cables. I would I would be willing to gloss over this scene if it wasn't for the worst line sequence in a movie that I have ever seen, which is they shoot him with cables, and then he just like revs the car and starts pulling against them. Like, oh man, that thing's got like. 2,000 horsepower, try 4,000, and then he revs again, try 5,000. I'm like, I don't fucking care anymore. Wait, does that car have 5,000 horsepower? What's happening? It's just what? a GTO. It doesn't, that's, that's a stupid amount of horsepower for that. It would flip over when it tried to drive. Like, the amount of shit that they just keep saying, I'm like, what? Who, what? Who cares? I kept thinking that one of them was going to be like, his car's horsepower level, it's over 9,000. Right? <laughs> like, come on, man. Don't do not do this. But the problem is, this is the story of a girl <laughs> who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Yeah, that is, that is what happens in the very next scene with Michelle Rodriguez. You're right. Yeah. Okay. But I'm sorry. What were you going to say? The problem I have, the biggest problem I have with this movie 
is that any time that they are driving and it's not an like exterior shot of the cars like the actual stunt people driving and it's the people inside they have to one look like they're driving so it's a lot of exaggerated like oh turning the wheel yeah a lot of shots of feet hitting pedals and stuff and then the other problem is they have to react to stuff and so it is just quips every cliche from a action movie you've ever heard it's just cut to michelle rodriguez in car that's not good that's not good that's who like ludicrous in a car oh no yeah oh you're doing something crazy now oh i can't be a part of this and it's just any time you cut to someone in a car they are just doing some shitty line from an action movie and trying to look like they're driving. So here's here's my question about the cable car, the cable shot sequence. The cable car. So in, during the cable sequence, they all manage to get around Dominic's car, and every one of them has a grapple launcher that shoots grappling hooks into his car. Yes. And then because they're around him, there's five cars around him. Uh, there's and each one of them has a car that matches their character's personality. So they're all in various sorts of supercars, uh, except for the Rock, who always gets to drive big trucks. Yes. Uh, so they're all then they all start backing up as hard as they can. And they just keep yelling at each other, just keep backing up, back up harder. And I'm like, what is the end game? Like, wh- what's going to happen? Is someone going to run out of gas? Are you going to pull his car into five pieces? See, I was, I was amazed that they weren't like, all right, now slam into him so he can't go anywhere. I figured either that was going to happen or they'd all just like put on their parking brakes and just stop, you know, so that he couldn't move or something. But instead, Except he has a ridiculous super 5,000 right. horsepower so car. But there's no end game here. Their end game is all of us need to back up on our on our cables for forever. I guess until he runs out of gas. Well, I I'm like I was assuming it would be hold him here until someone arrives and then like points a gun at him and tells well, him to get okay, out. Okay, but there's no police in this movie. No, there's no police. There's no other teams of supercar drivers or anything. The it's just police this- exist to get flipped over during car chases. Yes, that's what police are for. Uh, so it's just who are. Who's supposed to come help them? Who's supposed to come get him out of there while they're all stuck driving their cars backwards? Yeah. But anyway, it turns out that he manages to uh, outfox Roman because Roman's a big dumb dummy and and flip him over and then defeat everyone else with super driving. He gets out of his car and runs away uh, and he shoots uh, Jason Statham. Yes. And Jason Statham goes down and uh, and then Letty manages to get the nuclear football and she runs away with it. And then he catches her. They have a conversation briefly where he tells her nothing. The evil vampire Viking man shows up. And I, God damn it. Like, they're in an alleyway and he's pointing a gun at her and she's like, I don't know what's going on with you, but I know that you love me and you aren't going to shoot me and I'm, I'm just going to go. And he doesn't shoot her and she leaves. But this is the perfect time for him to go. Uh, yeah, Cypher has uh, my ex-girlfriend and I have a child with her. And she's got them. That's why I'm doing this. Instead of just remaining like, oh, no, I'm going to let you think I've gone rogue. Yeah, the number of times where he has, there's no cameras on him, there's nothing going on, and he doesn't give himself away like just to get the help is, is staggering. There's even a scene where he has to face his car down against all of their cars. He's sitting there in his GTO looking at a wine of cool, expensive cars, and he's just gunning his engine at them like as communication. just And I was like, oh, I get what's happening here. He's going to Morse code his engine revs to them. <laughs> and, and one of them's going to get that and be like, oh, he needs help. He's, he's revving SOS. But no, he's just revving his car because revving cars is cool. Well, yeah, it's because he's going to rev the car because that means I'm not going to stop. I'm going to go. Yeah. Also, we, we missed the sequence here where we get to meet their toy what they call the toy box 
which is just a big warehouse full of free supercars for everyone to take. Yeah, it's just the, the warehouse <laughs> of supercars. I mean, that's all we need to talk about, is that there's a scene where everyone shows up and gets to see all the cars they've ever wanted and have a long conversation about tanks. And then Roman gets to see an orange Lamborghini that he's like, that's mine, that's my car. Hey, you with the forklift, you're a black bearded guy. Your name is Blanta. That's Black Santa. Put that car down. That's my car. Give me that car. Give me that car. Hey, hey, Black Santa, give me that car. That car, that Lamborghini. Give me that orange Lamborghini. Give me that black car. Ugh. Orange car. Orange car. Black man, give me that orange car. <laughs> yeah. Give me that orange and black car. And he's like, oh, dude, what is your thing? What Why are you on this team? <laughs> what do you do? I, he's going to do something cool. <laughs> but he doesn't. Cause no, now- he gets a cool shooting three guys on snowmobiles bit at the very end of the movie. <laughs> But that's that's as cool as he gets to be. Yeah. The uh, the end of the movie is going to take place in Russia because now that they have nuclear launch codes and an EMP and a whole bunch of nonsense, they're like, great. What we're doing now is apparently some Soviet-era like base. Submarine base in a they're bay. They're like, oh, we're turning old Soviet-era submarines and we're fitting them with new stuff yeah so they have to go there and immediately the rock points out hey i don't really want to invade a russian military base and they're like oh you aren't it's full of nondescript terrorists so you can yeah, just it's separatists who have taken over the base so and russia just... isn't doing anything about it you're yeah. like really so you can just go in there and kill anyone you want it's just open season in there they're they're terror mans just remember no international incident from this it's yeah. basically like the scene from batman v superman where they're like and they're fighting they're fighting in an area that is completely abandoned. Luckily, it's after closing time, so Metropolis is empty. <laughs> yeah, no one lives in Metropolis. Everyone just works there and then scatters like also, cockroaches when the lights come and on. And there's no one in the docks at Gotham ever. <laughs> yeah, just the brief explanation that what you are about to do is not actually bad. Yeah, no consequences and have fun, guys. Yeah, you can have anything you want. So they get to take the tank and the million-dollar orange Lambo and all this nonsense. Yeah, which is fun because at least with the orange Lamborghini, they immediately point out as he's driving it around on frozen lakes that it sucks at that. He's like, "Dude, why did you take this? You're an idiot." And he's like, "Shut up." Yeah, that's so. I was. Go- it was just yet one more reason for people to to bust on Tyrese Gibson. Yeah. So <laughs> we get a split scene where one, or two, or three of them have to go into the submarine to pull some chip that it needs to fire its launch missiles, and then Ramsey and Letty go off into a building. To hack some... To counter-hack Cypher, who has hacked the submarine, and apparently the submarine has a system for self-driving. Again, even though we established that it's a Cold War-era submarine. Yes, it is a Cold War-era submarine, but after an EMP goes off, she can wirelessly hack into it and control everything in the sub. I like how it's up on huge blocks just over over land. Like, it's in dry dock. Oh, yeah. And then there's a scene later where it's just in the water. And they're like, oh, how'd it get in the water? I don't know. Hacking? Yeah. We just we just hacked it 50 feet to the for, to, to the north, and it was in the water. Yeah, the, the fucking thing is up. There's, like, those big wooden uh, pillars that are holding it up. It's yeah. probably about... You know, it's next to the water, but the entirety of the sub is on land. I also hacked the wooden gantry it was connected to. I I hacked the entire world. I just tilted it slightly, and it went whoop into the water. We also talked briefly about how in the hacking in this movie, it's considered super cool, and you're a way better hacker if your keyboard doesn't have real buttons. Because everyone's just got those keyboards that are just like, you know, haptic interfaces, like on your iPad. And anyone will tell you that the moment you try to use one of those, like, oh, I called up an iPad keyboard, those things fucking suck. Yeah. It, they, they, your fingers miss, you have fingernail issues with them and so on. You know what's great is keyboards. 
Keyboards are here for a reason. Yeah. Also, no one in this universe has a mouse. Yeah. Well, that's a hacking thing. That's a hacking. It's a movie hacking thing. Is hacking comprises is comprised of typing as fast as you can on a keyboardless or a mouseless keyboard. The fastest typist gets to win. Yeah. And then also lots of bleep noises happen. Yeah. It's you, it's all. Oh, let's see how you like this. Oh, you're trying to close me out. You're clever. But not clever enough. Well, let's see if you know this trick. Oh, no, you do. I'll reroute these systems. Oh, no. She's she's shutting me out of the mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> and then meanwhile, you get to watch like a, a bunch of screens dive into a bunch of other screens and stuff. And it's just, what are they doing? Yeah. It's the, like, oh, look, it's a bunch of green text floating by. Also... All hacking is not people typing. It's just a program that you hit start on. I know. I love. I love the idea that it's all this folder all, and then it turns like the in, in my perfect movie, it would be all of the nonsense from the movie, and then it would be like, there, I got her. I got her credit card number. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? Let's run up some charges. There, I found out her password for Facebook. Okay, Cupid, <laughs> and I'm going to use that and uh, see what password that applies to that over other things i'm gonna change your relationship status to it's complicated <laughs> i use this phishing and now i i know where she lives i set her up with a fetlife profile that says she's into being choked now we play the waiting game <laughs> uh so they the guys on the sub get the launch uh chip out so it can't actually shoot a nuke Mm-hmm. Which means she now has to take the sub and escape with it, l- like hack it out of the bay. Yeah, she has to drive it out of the bay using remote controls. So she basically, this is the funny thing: this sub is faster than all those cars put together. The oddly enough, they're like, oh, we've got to get to the uh, like wherever the dock is because there's there's a, one inlet in the bay. Yeah, there's the controls that'll close the gates for the bay so that it can't get out. Yeah, and they're like, great, we're gonna drive there. And they're winning, except she's like, oh, no, they're going to beat me to their aisle surface and, like, blows up the ice and is just sort of fucking up their day. Well, it's hilarious because she keeps surfacing, and every time she surfaces, it's directly under all of those Russian terrorist cars. Oh, yeah, because they're being chased, of course, by these separatists the whole time. Yeah. But but anytime she does anything, she's like, I'm going to shoot torpedoes. Uh, You hit the separatists. I'm going to... Get this uh, sub, and I'm going to actually come up above and break the ice. Okay, all you did was hit Separatists. You killed so many Separatists. She's so good at that. It's just every te- so- scene, there's only like eight Separatist vehicles you ever see. They get blown up about four times each. Yeah. And so, fucking, uh, it turns out, though, that when he had shot Jason Statham earlier in the movie, he... Oh, it was a lie. It was a lie. Statham's alive. He talked to Statham's mom who's like Helen Mirren or something. Yeah, look, Helen look at, Mirren is there as yeah. his mom, and then they like break his brother out of jail, and Luke Evans, his brother, who I assume was also... A bad guy in one of the bad previous Bad guy ones. in one of the movies. This, my favorite is the scene where they load Jason Statham's body in, and two guys take their helmets off, and it's these two dudes who speak to each other in some other language, and you're like, oh, these must be guys from some other movie. Oh, this has to be a callback to something, and I have no idea yeah, what it is. Yeah, because it's supposed to be a big dramatic reveal when they take their... And one of them's like... A, like I don't want to drive. It's your turn to drive. I know I'm not driving. And, and it's just these two guys. One of them has dreadlocks. And it's just like, are these guys? These, what? Must be what? Some, these must be some guys from another movie. Yeah. Also, what's Bard the Bowman doing here? What's what, Okay, that must also be from another movie. And uh, so they have fucking like jetpacks. They have rad wingsuit jetpacks. <laughs> they just have jetpacks. And they manage to fly onto Cypher's super plane. Luke Evans... 
goes off into the plane never to be seen again. Yeah, he gets one scene where he puts a gun, gun to the pilot's neck, and that's the end of him. Yeah, he He's gets, in this movie for 30 seconds. Yeah, he gets to go into the cockpit and be like, hey, we're put 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 the plane down. Yeah. And that's it. But meanwhile, we get the coolest scene in the movie for sure, which is just because it's Jason Statham action stuff, of Jason Statham fighting off a horde of random mercenaries and soldiers with a baby. Yeah, he's got to protect a baby while he is murdering all of these other random dudes. Yeah, so he's just killing dudes left and right with a baby. He's got the baby in like a car seat or something. Yeah. And he's put some headphones on the baby so that the baby can't hear all the gunshots. And he's just roaming around killing people with a baby. Yeah. And it's definitely the best part of the whole film. And uh, Cypher manages to escape because she, she just... Jumps out of the airplane Jumps with a out the airplane with a parachute. Yeah. And, and then we cut to our very end scene where... They're all having a rooftop party at some swanky New York penthouse. Oh, they, they blow up the sub, by the way. Oh, they also blow up the they, sub. Because they shot a heat seeker. heat seeker. They kept calling it a heat seeker instead because of Because it has to be a heat seeker because Vin Diesel's supercar shoots flames out of it. Yeah. So he uses that to make the heat seeker follow him into the sub. I love the idea that the little de- decorative fire that, that represents Turbo on his GTO is hotter than all the other cars. Yeah. That's not... That's It's it's like a little alcohol fire. It's not that big of a deal. Nah, man. Fire. But anyway, yeah. He does the thing where he makes the heat seeker chase his car, and then he does a super sweet jump over the, the uh, sub, and the sub gets hit by the heat seeker. And instead of it bouncing off, because that's a surface-to-air missile, <laughs> uh, it blows up the entire sub. Yep. And they win. They Congratulations. win. And there's, there's all these peoples. And, and then they have a big old New York party scene where everyone's drinking them metal bottles of Budweiser. Yeah. Conspicuously. And they're just up on a roof. And again, we get one of those conspicuous money things because uh, Kurt Russell shows up and he's like, he's like, hey, remember me? I'm Mr. Nobody. Hey, The Rock, I got you your job back if you I, want it. I cleared your name. You're not a criminal anymore. Here's your job back if you want. And he's like, nah, I want to spend some time with my daughter. Like, what? Okay, well, I, I guess because you're independently wealthy. Is that? Sure. All right. I guess so. I mean, I assume The Rock, if he wanted any job, would just show up somewhere and be like, Hi, I'm The Rock, and I'm a super special agent, and I'm the best. Can I please have a job? And any place would be like, yeah, sure. I feel like you could skip the middleman there and just be like, hi, I'm The Rock. Please give me any amount of money I I request. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if The Rock came up to me and was like, John, John, I need you to give me 20 bucks. I'd be like, yeah, The Rock, obviously. Yeah, uh, but I don't have it on me. Can we go to an ATM so we can hang out slightly longer? Yeah, I'm going to drive there, though. I'm going to drive real slow. And he's like, no, you go. I'll wait here. Aw. Damn it. Don't try and talk to me. Just get me $20. I just need $20, John. John, I need $20. I need $20 to save America. Oh, okay. Okay, The Rock. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you $20. <laughs> there you go. You're going to turn into a straight-up Morty. Yeah. <laughs> I would be The Rock's Morty forever. Rock and Morty, all 100 years. Rock and Morty. Rockandmortyadventures.com. <laughs> all right. So, and, you know, Dominic gets his baby. And one of my favorite things in the movie... Uh, when Elena, who by the way is killed in the uh, yeah, she gets shot by Cipher. She well, she gets shot by Cipher's evil vampire man. Yeah. Um. When when uh, when the Rock introduces the baby, he's like, "Hey, this uh, Elena only gave her a middle name so that I could name the baby because I'm the most important person in the world." And even though she thought I was gone forever, she felt like it'd be a good idea to not name this baby for for a long time until I could. Yeah. I I expect this level of thing. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm the Rock. Uh, or sorry, I'm Vin Diesel. You're The Rock. I wish I was The Rock. God, I mean, if it was The Rock, obviously, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Of course but with Vin Diesel, I'm like, eh, you deserve Vin Diesel levels of respect. Yeah. 
Which means we're giving the baby two-thirds of its name. <laughs> With The Rock, we would have just named it The Pebble until he got here. <laughs> but, uh, so, he's like, this baby's name is Brian. And it's like, well, okay, that's that's very touching. Is a nice tribute to Paul Walker, except he's alive in your universe. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can name it after your friend. Yeah, but it doesn't have the same emotional weight that it seems to carry in this movie when they're all like, oh, that's a great name for him. Oh, what a wonderful tribute to our friend who retired from this business and oh, is I, definitely still alive and not dead. I 100% expected him to say the baby's name was going to be Paul. Paul. Yeah, I figured it was going to be Paul Walker, the baby, or just Walker. This is Walker, Texas Ranger baby. Walker, Paul, Texas Ranger baby. <laughs> baby just doing little spin kicks. <laughs> it just didn't seem to carry the weight that I think that they thought it would. Because, Well, I mean, if I had been watching these movies for the past, I don't know, 20 years or however long they've been making these Fast and Furious movies, then sure, maybe. maybe. I'd be like, aw, nice, nice tribute. Aw. I, I'm not saying it didn't carry weight just because I haven't seen the other films. I'm just saying that... Why haven't they killed Brian in this universe yet? I don't know. They just have him die off screen. Just be like, oh my god, Brian died in what I have to assume is a car crash. Not because of real life circumstances, but because everyone in these movies dies in car crashes. Well, I mean, my assumption is maybe in the ninth movie, that's how they'll get... Because Cypher's going to be the main villain, I assume, again. And then, I think they're going to let her skip a movie. And then it'll be like, oh, Cypher killed Brian, and now we've got to avenge his death. I think they're going to skip a movie with Cypher and then make her a good guy, because that follows the arc. <laughs> she just comes back as like, I'm back. I'm Cypher, and you've got a third tech person now. Also, I drive. I drive real good. Well, I assume they'll kill Natalie Emanuel's character, Ramsey, or something, just so that we need a new hacker. We need a new sexy hacker. Here's Charlie's Theron. And I don't, don't worry. like you. She doesn't have evil hair anymore. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> it was the hair all along. It was, it was my hair, guys. I'm a good person. As soon as you lose those white girl dreads, you're fine. You stop being a terrible person. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, this movie has no end credit sequence, so there you go. That's it. There's the end of the movie. Okay. So, Jeff, best thing in the movie. The fight sequence where Jason Statham invades the airplane and runs around with a baby. Sweet. Definitely the best part of the movie. It's got the standard kinetic, rad-looking Jason Statham fighting sequence stuff that he's so good at. Mm -hmm. It's got him constantly talking to a baby while he's doing it. Yep. It's got a little baby who's listening to the Alvin and the Chipmunks while the whole thing's happening. It's it's an amazing scene that's that's pretty much the standout of the movie. And it starts with jetpacks, which let's talk about how great <laughs> jetpacks are as a concept uh, and how every movie is better with jetpacks. Yeah, Think sure, about why it. not? Think about a movie that you like. Think about how much better it would be if it had jetpacks. Right. Like I'm Jurassic Park. Give one of those dinosaurs a jetpack. Yeah, I'm thinking of the movie Heavyweights, and I'm thinking, man, if mm -hmm. they just had a jetpack. All right, take a second and picture with me Steel Magnolias. <laughs> now let's add jetpacks. Now, now imagine that there's a jetpack named Magnolia mm -hmm. made of steel. Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. See how great that is? And then they're all like, oh, my jetpack's dying. Oh, my, my Steel Magnolia. My jetpack has the cancer. <laughs> Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> Philadelphia, only with jetpacks. <laughs> I'm dying of AIDS. Oh, <laughs> Now who doesn't believe me? <laughs> Pretty woman with a jetpack. You made a mistake. You made a huge mistake, because I would have let you fly my jetpack. <laughs> uh, so, indecent proposal with a jetpack. <laughs> I'll give you $1 million for a night with your jetpack. <laughs> I would watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I was thinking you'd go the other way, which is I'll give you $1 million and a jetpack for 
you know, like it's it's the exact same thing as a decent proposal, except it. I'll give you a jetpack for a night with your wife. If he just goes, I'll give you a million dollars for a night with your wife. No, I can't do that. This is Demi Moore. Have you seen her? I think is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, what if I made it a jetpack? Oh, sweet. Have her get in there. <laughs> yeah. You you just wreck that. Yeah. Tell her it's your birthday. That's how you get the butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be over here doing the same thing to this jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fetish. Oh, jetpack. I'm naming you Demi Moore. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. That's my favorite scene. What's yours? Go. Uh, I'm going to say the prison break. The, it's just I mean, all you Statham. Get, it's all you Statham, get a bunch it? of Statham stuff and a bunch of great rock stuff. Yeah. Like, the two of them love it. Love everything going on. They and, are the best. And the combined, like, fight styles between the two of them is great seeing the contrast between i was the only thing that, i'd say i'm sad about that is that the two of them kept threatening to have a fight and we never got to see it yeah they're like oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna beat you up no i'm gonna beat you up oh at a later time after this we're gonna go to a location i'm gonna punch your teeth so far down your throat that you're gonna have to stick a toothbrush up your ass to brush them yeah and it's just i wanted to see them square off a little bit like they kept promising that at one point regardless of what happened they were going to get together in 1v1, and it never happened. I know they did in another movie, though. So in one of these, because they keep talking about how The Rock got thrown out of a window by Jason Statham. And he's like, no, I jumped out of a window to save another person. Yeah, but anyway, we missed that. So we'll have to go back and watch that just for that scene. Yeah. Someone should do a phantom edit of the Fast and the Furious movies to make them just rock movies. Yeah, just make the Fast and the Furious franchise about The Rock if you possibly can. That would be, I would watch that. I that would, would just, be ideal. Just watch all the rock scenes and nothing else. Also, any scenes where just a whole butt is out. <laughs> just a whole butt dangling out there. Just, just flapping about for all the world to see in the breeze. <laughs> Uh, all right, worst thing in the movie for you? Uh, I'm going to go with the Vin Diesel love scenes. <laughs> There's like two of them, I think, and they're gross. Um, because he just he does a lot of lip work. It's like trying to watch a moose escape from a zoo. <laughs> so that's... It's, it's like someone put peanut butter and a cow is trying to lick it off of a chain link fence. That's pretty much... That's what's happening. It's happening to your favorite celebrities. I mean, I'm not saying... <laughs> now, imagine this chain link fence is Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> That's hard to do. <laughs> chain link fence has some soulful eyes. Uh, but that's what I'm going to go... I'm just uh, Also, I'm going to go with his initial opening line about how Cuba's got such a wonderful spirit. <laughs> yeah. just, that's, that's so dumb. <laughs> Just stop it. Stop. Writers who are working for Vin Diesel, whenever he's like, hey, I should say something nice to these people about their local culture, be like, no, you don't You don't need to. It makes you look ridiculous. It's fine. Just, don't do that. Just tell him not to do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you? Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to go. The final scene where they're on the ice with mm-hmm. the cars is the most terrible of the examples of that i was saying where they keep cutting to people in cars and they just do quips yeah it is over and over and over and i'm like all right you can get away with one or two of these like reaction shot quips Mm -hmm. but it is just like this 20 minute chase sequence and all it is is continually cutting back to someone in a car going like oh no well it's amusing to me because that scene also features what has to be the world's fastest submarine yes submarines aren't that fast you know they're those cars are all like supercars. They're going like 150 miles an hour across this giant flat plain. And meanwhile, there's this submarine that just keeps popping up beneath them like a hungry shark. Plus, once it breaks the ice and is then still moving forward, hitting ice, I'm like, dude, you are not moving quickly. Yeah, and it's an old-ass submarine. They even show you the propeller on the back, which means it's not one of the new jet-powered subs. Yeah. 
No, it's just yeah, uh, whatever. It's Fuck it. it's dumb. It, it, there's a whole bunch of cool sequences that happen during the ice fight that we didn't even talk about, like the one where the rock throws a torpedo back at, at the submarine. Oh, yeah, it just hangs off of the side of a car and, like, grabs a torpedo and throws it. Yeah, so, I mean, there's all kinds of cool stuff happening. Or the part where, uh, where uh, what's his name? Ta- not Taj, the other one. Roman gets to r- sled around on the door of his stupid Lamborghini after it sinks into the ice. Which is, again, superhero thing, because he is in freezing water in Russia. Yeah. Comes out and then is being dragged on a thing. So he's not only soaked in freezing water, he is then being pulled. So he's got like 40, 50 mile an hour winds that are also cold on him. I'm like, oh, dude, you're a popsicle. You're yeah, done. He's, he's dead. But then he, what he does instead is stand up off the door and shoot four guys on smo- snowmobiles after saying what has to be the most cliche line in the movie where he just goes like, I've had enough of this shit. Yes. Just, he just that's, does- that's why that whole chase scene I hate is because... Almost everything anyone says is a terrible quip. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's the worst part. What would you say? Well, I'm yep. sorry. You go ahead. What are the score systems that we use? So, we each give it a one to five. Gives us our score out of ten. Jeff! I'm giving it a two and a half. I'd watch this on a lazy Sunday. All right. Get me a couple of couple of brews in me and, and put me down in front of this on, like, the Netflix or something, and I'd watch this. It's not amazing. It's very stupid. But, thankfully, it's got such a huge ensemble cast that its star tends to fade into the background. I don't have to deal with them that much. Yeah. Uh, the weird, worst thing about all this is, is that I'm sure, like deep down in my heart, I'm sure that Vin Diesel is the nicest fucking guy. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure if I met him, he'd be like, "Hey guys, what's up? I, I'm I'm a good person. I'm a I'm a nice, fun guy to talk to. I'm actually very intelligent. But based on his movies, I, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything you do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say basically like you. If someone went, "Hey, I'm putting on Fate of the Furious, and I got some brews, and I'm making some sandwiches," I'd be like. Cool, brah. I'll here's, sit down and watch this. Here's why I'm not giving it a three. It's go, uh, this is the half point it's losing. Uh-huh. The word fate is spelled out instead of being F8. Right. That's, if, that, if it had gotten that, it would have gotten the half point and up to a three for me. <laughs> so that gives us a five and a half, just a little better than middle of the road. Yeah. yeah it's, it's fine to go watch it. I, wouldn't, it, I mean, it's so You're not going to hate it. No, you can't possibly hate this thing. It's just, it's just blow-ups and, and, and explosions and... And and and, and punch blow them ups and explosions and punch punchifers, yeah, <laughs> Vinifer Diesel, Vinifer Diesel. That's because his parents were trying to decide between if it was Vin if he was going to be a boy and if he was a girl, it was Vinifer. Yeah, Vinifer Diesel. And, and for all the people who are currently telling us that his real name is Mark Sinclair, we know we're aware, it's but fine. it's fine. We're gonna we're gonna make him a Jack and Jill style movie of Vin, Vin and, and Vinifer. Come on, Vin Diesel, get that done. I'll, you make a stupid lowbrow comedy movie about yourself and then yourself with a bad wig on called Vin and Vinifer. And don't worry, it'll only take like 20 years and it'll turn into another James Bond super franchise with 15 <laughs> other people in it. And then Vinifer's going to have the power of super baseball or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I keep thinking, what if all of Vin Diesel's movies took the same story arc? Like, what if right now there was a, a boiler room eight that was coming out that had him playing like the world's ultimate badass about wall street accounting <laughs> <laughs> iron giant seven it's a whole bunch of people playing comically huge robots <laughs> but i'm the best but i'm the best at being a big robot i'm not a gun he said for the first five movies now he's like i'm a fucking gun yeah that's the big twist in iron giant seven he's like i am a gun <laughs> I can't think of any other Vin Diesel movies from the early years besides Boiler Room and Iron Giant, though. So <laughs> He had The Pacifier, I think. Was that him? Hey, that's right. That was him. Yeah. That was even a very Hulk Hogan-y movie. Yes, that is a 
pure Hulk Hogan, Mr. Nanny movie. Yeah, just straight up. What if he gets like bit by a duck or something? That's like the big thing. <laughs> he gets bit by a duck and gains all the powers of a duck proportionately. Oh my God. The Pacifier 6 where Kanye West is still playing the duck in these movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you did not just quack that shit at me, quack. <laughs> uh, all right, so there you go. That was our ratings. That was what we thought of the movie. Thank you so much for listening. And of course... If you want to support us, we've got our Patreon. You can go to System Mastery on Patreon. Uh, you can donate whatever you want if you like what we do. And if you listen to our other stuff, you also get some bonus content for the System Mastery podcast. And uh, you can find us. We are System Mastery on Twitter. We do a bunch of stupid crap on there. We are System Mastery on Facebook, System Mastery at Gmail if you want to send us anything. And, of course, r slash System Mastery for our subreddit and that is also where you can go if you want to suggest other movies for us to watch uh we've got our big list there it's also on the system mastery podcast.com you can go to our site there and we've got the big list up for all of our potential movies and uh we will be back in another couple weeks with another movie mastery and be on the lookout at the end of the month for the next poll for our next in theaters now yeah but until then you have a good one I didn't really kill my cat. John, what is... <laughs> what is the butt of your balls? <laughs> it's just—it's just the butt. It's just so it's just your butt. It's just the butt. So you're sharing your butt with your balls. I share. I share everything with my balls. <laughs> oh, your tenderest secrets, all of them. Sometimes I lie awake at night, giggling with my balls, <laughs> sharing all of my deep dark secrets. <laughs> my balls are the only thing that knows the password to my diary <laughs> and my heart. Uh.